Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Small Hand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there, welcome back to AF Fireside. We are on the other side of our Hill Country hoedown in Austin, Texas. Um, as we're sitting down to record this right now, I think it was two, two or three days ago. Yeah, it's Wednesday today. So uh, lots of lots of highs from all the vendors that came. The event was awesome. Uh, I'm excited to have Axel Brave, who's the founder of Axel Provisions, uh, one of the coolest brands we had at the event, uh, to give us a little recap and, and teach us about his brand. Axel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lucas. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, remind me, are you, uh, am I talking to you from Texas right now? Yes, I am in Houston, Texas. That's where okay. our headquarters are at. Cool. Are you uh, born and raised? So I am a born and raised Texan from okay. uh, two parents from Argentina. They came here oh, roughly cool. 35, 40 years ago. Very cool. And I'm going to guess that that has some influence on the product we're going to be talking about. But before we dive into that, um, I want to ask you as a lifelong Texan, what, what makes a Texas brand a Texas brand? How are y'all different than the other 49 states in, in the U.S.? I think, um, good question, by the way, because Texans love talking about Texans yeah. and Texas products <laughs> yeah. and Texas. I totally. think there's a lot of pride. Um, there's a lot of pride in what we do and who we are. So what makes our brand Texan is the community that surrounds it and the community that we try to cultivate and share amongst everybody else. And I think that is a theme in many Texas brands is that sense of community that we have with one another. Totally. It's, it's definitely its very own distinct flavor that as a New Englander, I don't feel like I have any right to try to define that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why like, I would be very territorial if somebody asked that question of, yeah. um, of what makes a, a Massachusetts brand that different story, right, but right. same, same kind of flavor. Um, speaking of flavor, why don't you give me a rundown of the brand and what y'all specialize in? Yeah. So we make Argentine grilling condiments, very healthy, very tasty, essentially family recipes that I have used my entire life um, at my own home growing up. And I started the brand with the idea of trying to share these family recipes, mainly sauces and condiments, seasoning, stuff like that with the American consumer. Um, and with that, you know, sharing our culture and how we grew up eating and spending time with each other with everybody else. Very, very cool. Uh, I, I will plead a little bit of ignorance here. I've been to a couple Argentinian restaurants, um, but I'm by no means an expert. <laughs> Could you uh, enlighten our, our less educated uh, audience and myself? What, what stands out about Argentinian cuisine? Yeah, so Argentine uh, cuisine is essentially uh, meat, meat, and meat. Sick. So okay. yeah, we raise cattle all all over the country mainly in the south and up some up north but um traditionally in argentina what what we call barbecue here we call asado there and every family has a designated cook and every family has someone who takes charge on sunday and kind of leads the pact and family and friends all come over on sunday and spend 
six to eight hours around the grill, around the table, you know, um, talking, catching up, having a uh, table talk, let's say. Um, so anything we can throw over open flames, that being uh, beef, all sorts of cuts, vegetables, uh, pastries, fruits, yeah. pretty much anything. Very cool. It sounds yeah. like I, I just finished watching the Sopranos and they like, you know, you think of the Italian stereotypical Sunday night pasta dinner. Well, sounds well like a, a way better seasonal version of this. <laughs> well, exactly. So the majority of Argentines come from Italy, France and Spain, oh, mostly really? Italy. Wow. So it's, we grab a lot. There's so much of Italian influence really? in, huh. in Argentine culture, which is the, it, it makes sense that you compare the Sopranos yeah. to the an Argentine family. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, the the stuff I pick up on here in these conversations yeah. that I, yeah. are not the things I expected to learn, but that is <laughs> going to be the thing I remember for better or worse. Yeah. So this is obviously like a really important part of who you are and your identity and your family. Um, and I think a lot of people have that experience, but not everybody turns that into a, a brand with an identity with a products and. Uh, eventually your livelihood. What mm -hmm. got you to that point? What, what made you make that decision? Oh man, um, definitely nothing like tactful. Uh, there wasn't a, an idea behind it all, sure. but I, I grew up, is. yeah, I, I grew up with my parents and they would always host friends and family over throughout the week on the weekends. So I was very much involved in that, uh, let's call it party scene where People will come come over. We'd cook for four hours. People would stay over and all that. So that's what I grew up with, and um, so I, I helped a lot in the kitchen. Mainly did a lot of cleaning, to be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, spot, that's where right? you start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I did a lot of that, and um, I went off to college. And before I graduated, a friend and I opened up a small uh, bistro style cafe in Austin, Texas, yeah. and two 21 year olds running a 28 seat restaurant and my it's it's not something i wanted to do or thought i was going to do but i knew i wanted to start something on my own and what was i good at was cooking so i was like okay let's do this did that for about a year realized the restaurant scene was not my thing and i wanted to move back to houston texas and again i looked at my hands and i'm like what can i make and sell because i got a, had a little piece of entrepreneurism and wanted to keep going down that mm -hmm. route and again, looked at my hands. It was like, oh, I've been making chimichurri sauce my entire life. That was my chore growing up as, a, as you know, when I was 10 years old. And I was like, well, I'm going to make this and go to farmer's markets, sell it, make some money and see if that goes anywhere. So that's pretty much how it started. It started with, with this guy. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. When, um, when would you say was like the next landmark for you in, in your journey with the brands? So, um, like I said, I, I was taking these jars I was making in my parents' kitchen. I think I was 23 at the time, taking it to farmer's markets and just selling out every weekend. So one day I got invited, like three or four months later, I got invited through this program called Te Go Texan, which is what we were talking okay. about earlier, the community and all that stuff. Totally. They invited me to um, a central market showcase. Central market is like a Whole Foods, but uh, some consider it better. It's more exclusive. There's only 12 of them in Texas. Oh, they had a showcase. They invited me and I was top five vendors at a 400 
uh, brands there. So they automatically placed me in all the stores. And that's kind of when I had my moment. When I walked to the store, yeah. saw my product on the shelf. That's when I was like, okay, we're, like we're this, doing it. This, yeah, like this can, there, there's potential to turn into something because all these people want this product. So cool. So what is, what's the plan for the future and how are you going to get there? So the plan for the future is complete total world domination, obviously. Yeah, of course. Right. But <laughs> I was looking for a more specific answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More specifically, um, we want to be able to, again, cultivate this uh, shared food experience within other people's families. And we think mm-hmm. through open fire culture, we can achieve that. Um, and we want to do this, you know, by getting our brand in front of more faces. So, you know, we've been working on our online strategy, more our distribution strategy and trying to actually raise some funds to really hit the ground going. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Distribution for food stuff is not easy and it is not the same for one person as it is for the next depending on what the product we've had a lot of food brands on here and obviously a lot through american field everybody's got a different journey and everybody hits different road bumps exactly it's you mentioned the sopranos earlier so that's (laughs) what distribution is like it's like dealing with the sopranos yeah boy i i do not envy you so how at this point where where can folks find you obviously online do you do you ship yeah so wherever (laughs) Kind of uh, our channels that are growing the fastest are online channels. So website and Amazon, that's where people have been finding us. But we're in a bunch of um, let's. Okay. So we're in Whole Foods. We're in Central Market. We're in HEB. We're in Specs, William Sonoma. We're in a bunch of Texas retailers. Some of some of the listeners might know what those are. They're pretty like the Texas grocery stores, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty giant, especially HEB is is the number one, I think, privately held business in the country and that being our number one grocery store very cool so uh, do you have plans to distribute outside of texas in grocery and retail yeah um we're trying real hard to find retailers who we want to partner with now that we have a little bit more i guess authority and power in uh where we want to head yeah um we're being very specific with what stores we go into because we're such a specific niche product for avid grillers and you know they're not american products they're not products people recognize or have used before so we can't just put it in any old kroger in illinois and expect people to buy it no one's going to know what it is so we're being very specific with who we work with Totally. So what, um, do you have any advice that you can lend? Uh, obviously the niche that you're in is very specific to your product, but that phenomenon exists in almost every other industry and, and sphere, right? What advice do you have in terms of when you're in this wholesale model and you're finding new partners, how do you educate those partners on something so specific, a story that's like requires such specific information? Yeah, I, you know, it's a lot of talking and a lot of patience and, sure. you know, trying to keep it simple and clean as possible because, you know, I can give them a whole farmer's market spiel, which takes about 55 seconds, but you only have two seconds to capture someone's attention when they're walking down the aisle. So how do you condense that in a packaging where you can only show a third of the jar, you know? Right. Um on a shelf the, with 20 others. 
Yeah, so there's there's a battle that you have between you and the category buyer, then the battle you have between you and the consumer walking down the aisle. And it's completely different online, uh, completely different with a mom and pops retailer. So there's not one clean answer I could give you yeah. <laughs> with this strategy. It's It's really knowing exactly what your product is, who it's for, and how to get it to those people. I think totally. once you figure that out, it's easy to, to then place your product in cer- certain stores. Totally. Any any advice from from where you're sitting on how to get that like level of comfort with, with your product in terms of like really knowing what it is? Yeah, uh, practice, 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 practice thinking about it, practice talking about it, practice doing it live in front of customers like we did at the event the other weekend. It's just the more just like anything you want to be good at, like the more you practice it, the more zoned in you're going to get with your messaging and the clearer it's going to be to the consumer. Totally. Yeah. I think uh, to, to go to an earlier point, I think before we had hit record here, um, we were talking about how great it felt for you to be at the event in front of people again, after such a long time away from people. And I feel like a, a huge benefit for uh, an entrepreneur, especially in the food category is like to be at those kind of public events where you get an idea of what people think of the product. Cause that really influences not just your yeah. impression of it. it. It is what it is. It's what, what people think it is. But exactly. And like, that is, that's literally why I started all this and what like made me happy at the beginning was seeing the customers reactions at you like entrepreneurs and founders get so ingrained and wearing multiple hats all day. And, I'm figuring out why my PO isn't as big, as big as it should be. Can I source enough lids? But then being in front of those customers, like I was last weekend, them trying something they've never tried before, falling in love and spending 50 bucks on all these condiments was like, okay, man, my, good thing my product is at least good and yeah, delicious. Totally. <laughs> and that's yeah, what I really mean, matters at the end of the day. In that time, in that three-minute interaction, that's all, that's all there is. I like, yeah. in some ways, that must be... Uh, refreshing for you, the person that is toggling between eight different hats in a given day. Yeah. And like I said, you know, we try to go into stores all the time and, you know, we hear no very often, which is okay. And we get upset. But then when I serve chimichurri to 500 attendees and they all love it, maybe one or two don't like it. Yeah. That's way more important to me. Than totally. the no a buyer tells me. Totally. So um, you you said I'm going to go back and maybe I'll botch this quote, but you said uh, they say no and we get upset, and I know that's uh-huh. like colloquial, but um, you do have to have thick skin, you know. And I'm I'm sitting thinking about the times in my life that I've done kind of the demoing thing at here. Try try this. Um, you know, when I worked at a grocery store a long time ago and was giving out a free sample, it's like, well, I don't really care if you don't like it. I'm or, you know, hourly employee, whatever, but this is your mm-hmm. family's recipe. This is something that's like really near and dear to you. How do you, how have you learned to take that kind of feedback head on? Um, it's, it's definitely tough. However, I've been very lucky that people like my product or like <laughs> me. So <laughs> they've all told me that to my helps. face that, yeah, I, I, I'll either see their reaction and they love it or they really like it or they like me and want to support me, I can count under seven times where someone was like, Ooh, this isn't for me. Sorry. 
Hmm. Luckily, no one's ever spit it back out into my yeah. face, though. So that's, that's a, a plus. That's uh, a yeah, that's sure. a win. <laughs> oh man! So um, one one last clarifying question on on yeah. the product, and I got a good idea because I'm seeing your face here, and I was able to see the packaging. Um, but condiment is one of those words that can mean a lot of different things depending mm-hmm. on how you spin it. When you say condiment, how uh, w- what's the definition per the brand? So condiment means a seasoning sauce or topping that goes on after the food has been cooked. That's my definition of condiment. Okay. And you know what? It's funny I'm going to copy that. That's my new definition. Yeah. Cause you know, people, people, a question I get all the time is, is it a marinade or is it a sauce? Yeah. And I'm like, those things can mean the same thing. Let's right. clarify. Let's yeah. define them and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Boy. And that's, that's so important. I feel like, um, I, in kind of consultant relationships I've had in the menswear world, I've, I kind of feel like a broken record in talking about words like heritage and community and sustainability is another really big one where it's like, it's a cool word that like, maybe you can get someone to get behind without a definition, but really like, it's so saturated that you have to define what it is. But I can't think of another word that I've come across. That's like, you have to really define that in terms of understanding the product. Yeah. Well, I mean, a funny word we use is all natural. Yeah. 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 That's a weird one. <laughs> so we use, for example, we use, uh, we use an all natural and it literally is all natural. It comes from the ground, uh, firming agent called calcium chloride and our pickled onions. Cool. And I, I hate using that, but it works, but it is yeah. all natural. But what is all natural? Cause that sounds like a chemical, com- yeah, you know, yeah. compound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> circles and circles. Oh, Cool, man. Well, uh, while we're talking about condiments, if uh, a listener here is is stoked to try out uh, some Axle products, where do you advise that they start? I say they start on our website and we have a beautiful, wonderful set called the chimichurri pack, which is uh, a jar of each of our three chimichurri flavors. Cool. We also have like a grill master beginner pack. We have a grill master expert pack. We have the ultimate grilling provisions pack. We we've kind of divided all our products in different bundles, single cool. items on our website. So whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you're curious to try, everything's on the website. Cool. That's the place to go. Can you, uh, socials and, and website, where's the best place for people to catch up with you after the fact? So I'm, I handle and I see all the social media. So you can go to Axel Provisions, cool. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Awesome. That's all the messaging goes through the team and I look at all of it. So that's where nice. you can leave a comment, ask a question, and I'm always on my phone. So I'll be, I'll be answering those questions. And in, in my house, we call that our binky. My binky. Yeah. Yeah, that's but my phone unnecess- is my binky. Yeah, unnecessary <laughs> evil, I guess. Cool, man. Well, I'm so stoked to hear you had a good time uh, at the event in Austin, and I'm sure I'll see you at the next one. Uh, or maybe we'll get you somewhere else in the country, bring some yeah. Argentinian flavor to the East Coast. That could be cool. Pl- please, I'm, o- I'm always available, always like down it. to grill. Yeah. Love it. Grilling and chilling. Well, man, this is awesome. I, now I'm really shit out of luck for dinner tonight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really don't don't worry. I'm gonna go from here. You gotta, but you gotta get you some sauce. I guess so. I guess so. And some ambition to that. <laughs> if I'm yeah, gonna do it, I'm gonna do go. it right. Uh, cool, go. man. Well, thanks again for your time, and and look forward to meeting you soon. Thank you. All right, take care. 
I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.